0: Record. <coughs> oh man, I'm going to be coughing a lot today.
1: Great. <laughs> Hello and welcome to Filling in the Gaps. I am Justin and I'm Darren. And today we're going to be discussing the Room Two. So if you've been a long time listener, <laughs> you've already heard us talk about the original Room, and it was kind of just a matter of time before we get to this one. This is a game that. Sells for about $5 on Steam, but often is one of those that goes for sale as low as, I think, about, $1. 25, it's about like that. One, yeah, $1.25. So about
0: 150, 125?
1: It has overwhelmingly positive reviews with over like 6,700 reviews when I checked. It is made by Fireproof Games and it's only from about 2016. This game was originally for mobile platforms. Is that correct?
0: Yeah, yeah, it was um, brought out on the Apple first, uh, of course, because they get everything first, and then it came out, out on Android. I own these games on on mobile only. You will kindly purchase The Room 2 for me as a gift, which I thank you for, because it was actually quite interesting to see for me to have both of them now and I, and I can compare them. But yeah, originally a mobile game ported to Steam, but they kind of upgraded all the graphics, and they redid the entire game, pretty much. They said that they didn't want to just do a lazy port, and that's good.
1: When was it out on mobile devices? Because Steam, it says 2016, but I have a feeling it was out before then on the other platforms.
0: Yeah, it was. Uh, it came out in 2014, so it came out two whole years before the Steam port.
1: Let's talk quickly about that, because you've played it on both platforms which way do you think is better to play this game?
0: It's a rare occasion that I would say it's better to play a game on a mobile device, and this is definitely one of them. The Steam version cannot physically offer you the kind of two-thumb motions that the mobile device does, like when you've got to tap two points of the screen at the same time to control something. Especially in the room one, there was a puzzle where you had to tilt your device to move these orbs around and i even asked you in the last episode how did you do that you said oh, i just click and drag them it's like you just p- pull them into position but on the mobile yeah you had to actually well, to it, f-
1: not really it was more like i just moved the mouse around until the box unlocked right <laughs> so it, i think it it's kind of the same thing it, except it didn't feel natural it didn't feel like i was actually playing that part
0: yeah and so The Room 2 doesn't have too many gimmicky mobile-only things. There's a couple. So it's a nice port, but I think it's more suited for a tablet or a a phone.
1: The Room 2, much like the Room 1, is a series of puzzle boxes. However, in this one, you do get to explore a bit more of the area around the boxes, which personally... That's what I wanted in the first one, but now I kind of regret it because I kind of feel that isn't as good. I heard a lot of
0: people say that as well. They loved the Room 1, and then when the Room 2 came out, they were all... And I I was too. When I played 1, I was like, wouldn't it be cool if you could actually move around and walk around? And then you get that in the Room 2, and not really spoilers for the Room 3, but they develop even more on that. There's much more free-roaming in the Room 3, and it's almost like, be careful what you wish for, because... There is something really cool about the room one where it's just sitting down with a single box in front of you. You can manipulate that box and move around and you're fully focused on solving that puzzle. Whereas in the room two, now you've got, oh, I can go to that table over there, that table over there, or the table behind me. And your focus is now split into three sections.
1: And I don't feel like any of the sections are developed as well as the first one. So the first one, each box seemed to be a masterpiece and then you get to this one. And I don't know, I just kind of feel like they've taken all these other aspects they could throw into it. And it doesn't really feel like the same unified whole as far as the puzzles. With that said, though, I mean, it is still very, very good. It is still better than so many other games of this kind that I've tried before. So I would still recommend it, but I would recommend it with the kind of caveat that it's not quite, as good or feel quite as polished as the first room yeah i mean i mean that's probably it actually so i would recommend it as we get into the spoiler section obviously we're going to be talking about the puzzles and everything so we can't really talk about too much of that now you would recommend it oh yeah definitely
0: i mean it's still a good game it's it's an excellent game it's just it's not as i don't know i don't know saying not as good as the first one it's different it's like when a band it's it's like when your favorite band releases a new album And they've changed their style a little bit. And you're like, ah, it's not as good as the last one, but I still like it.
1: Something I don't remember from playing the first one, were there options to have multiple profiles in the first one? Because in this one, there are.
0: I think you had three options in the first one too. Okay. Three profiles.
1: I think that that's great because that way more than one person can play on the same device, which is good. Mm -hmm. That pretty much does it really for the spoiler-free section. We both recommend it we would definitely say play it. If you like the first one, you'll definitely want to play this one and probably you want to lead into the third one because I have a feeling we're going to be talking about that one in the future. But if you haven't played The Room 2, now's the time to leave because we're going to be giving away puzzle solutions right from the start. So bye. Well, my voice broke there.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> bye. Welcome to the spoiler section. The Room 2 opens with a menu of a picture of a giant watch. And a creepy soundtrack tinkling away. As you start the game, you look in the upper right hand corner and there seems to be the Roman numeral 2 at the top. Is this something that they do throughout the entire series to remind you of which game you're playing? I think that's pause, isn't it? (laughs) Is it not the pause sign? I'm pretty sure it was happening when I was playing because I didn't pause it. Oh, wow. Uh, ah, okay.
0: Well, I, I've never noticed that then. Yeah, Because they have that in the menu. It's like the options button, like a pause button. But I didn't actually think of it as Roman numerals for two.
1: Well, I could be wrong. I mean, these are my notes that I'm looking at here. So maybe it does go away and maybe I paused it when I was... I've got no idea. <laughs> the thing is, I don't know why I would pause this game. Nothing is time sensitive. True,
0: yeah. I do like in the menu how the clock is the same time as your time.
1: I didn't notice that.
0: I love that in games. They do that in inside uh, when you get to the office. There's a clock on the wall. They do it in the Stanley Parable as well, I think. The, the clock on the wall is the same time as your computer time. It's a little trick that gets me every time and I, I enjoy it. <laughs> Edit that. <laughs> 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 you sound like a f***ing idiot. Oh, well, uh, it's definitely
1: going to stay. Oh, uh, no, because you've got this one, I think. So. Yeah. You know, <laughs> we begin with a tutorial. A note that says something about being blind, but the tool to see is here. Basically, we need to get the lens fixed because it broke at the end of the room one. We get the same kind of cryptic notes in this one that we did in the first game. Do we ever get the name for that? It's A.S. A.S. No, I think you get it in the third one. Okay. The first note is I am not the only ghost in this place, which I guess is referencing to us as the player. I think so. I think there are
0: other people who've come through. Like, we are maybe number nth in the series, but everyone else has failed.
1: Already in the tutorial, we have two tables, which is double the number we ever had in the first (laughs) one. As you move to the other table, there's a note that says something along the lines of Mr. Rigby, I don't approve of you, you're a grave robber. And essentially it says we need the artifact of enormous value and power. That's what we're going to be searching for. The null. There is a very simple puzzle box with a slide. You basically just slide the pieces in place and the lens is fixed again because you get the new lens to put in it. I'm not sure how much I want to go into detail on every puzzle. I wrote them all down, but I think that that's a little bit boring to go over and a little bit boring to probably listen to. I assume... (laughs) What do you remember about the tutorial room? Do you remember? Tutorial room is the one with that north, south, east, west with the creepy eyeball thing, isn't it? The eyeball
0: lock. Yeah, I like that. You find that weird eyeball thing and you have to, you have to like make it look north, south, east, west to do the code. And it teaches you everything. It teaches you, okay, use the lens, which gets used a lot more in this game than it did in the previous game. Do
1: you think so? Cuz I, I felt so. like I was using it a lot
0: less. Oh, I thought I was using it more to be honest. Maybe not so much for the puzzles themselves, but for actually they've decorated the room more with secret stuff, especially the lab at the end. There's just code written all over the walls and stuff. It's used a lot more, well, let's just say it's it's used a lot more environmentally in this game. I like the tutorial room. It allows you to jump into the game not having played the first one, which I don't know if people would actually do that. You could. But you can, if you want to. You're
1: not really missing a lot of story in the first one.
0: No, not at all.
1: But then the second room is the one that I remember the most, and that was... Well, see, the thing is, I've labelled it, so just to keep it straight, there's a tutorial room and then there's room one, because that's the way it's labelled in the game. Ah, yeah, okay. As we kind of finish that room, there's the angel statue. And it is holding the box. And that's where we have to, again, go back to the room tactics of lining up the symbol to see it. And every room that we solve, that's what we have to do is we're going to have to, it's a different symbol, Mm. but it's going to, again, be the same symbol throughout the whole game, which for a long time, I was a bit confused as to what the symbol actually was. But I think later in the game, there's a point where you actually get to see it in a different format. And it made it seem a bit better in my head as to what it actually was. The first time, this one, I just kind of guessed. I was just moving it around. I knew what I had to do from the first one. I've got to line it up. But by the time it glowed, I didn't really see what the symbol was. Right, right. And then it kind of rushes you through a cutscene into, well, the, the end. Because there's always a pause between each room. And then you get into room one. And room one is the ship. So we're now not only going from box to box, but we're actually being teleported, apparently through space and time, into different places. So now we're in a random ship with a model of the ship inside the ship, if that makes sense. Yeah, makes perfect sense to me. (laughs) (laughs) because you played. (laughs) The ship model is what we are trying to solve, but we have to use other things around the room in order to solve it. It starts to get a little bit, as far as story, a little bit weird and a little bit ridiculous for me at this point. Because I don't understand why these puzzles are here. I felt like in the first one, the puzzles were there because this mysterious A.S. left it for us. But now we seem to be just jumping through space and time to find puzzles that I don't understand why they're there or why nobody else is around.
0: Yeah, I guess we're probably going to save that for the end. Okay.
1: Do you have some theories? i got an idea of what it is. I bring it up now because I think it's really important as we go through. I'm probably not going to remember to mention it later. But we jump to a ship. We jump to what looks like a tomb in ancient Egypt. Egypt, yeah. It just seems all over the place. And to me, it's another part of the reason why I kind of like the first one better than this one. As I felt like the first one was one solid piece. And this one to me felt like six different people worked on six different things, and then they put it together. I could be wrong. Maybe they have a through story that to them made sense, but to me it felt kind of flimsy, cobbled together.
0: I I th- I, I agree with that because it's almost like like exactly what you said. They've kind of tacked all these things together and like, all right, we'll make the story up at the end. <laughs> Just
1: <laughs> yeah. do what you want. I've got the Egypt room. Okay, you do the Egypt room. In the journal for this room, there's a lot of talk about privateers after an artifact of great power. That seems to be exactly what we're after. We're following the artifact. I think the through story, as best as I can put it together, is that we are following it from where it was known to be. And so perhaps, I don't know, I just feel it's a bit odd that we're going onto a ship that has cannons on it, when clearly that would have been ahead of time from ancient Egypt. Right. Right. So there's a part of me that thinks that maybe these rooms, it would make more sense if we were following it chronologically to where it would have been in order. But instead, like I said, it just feels like it was kind of thrown together. It's like you're jumping backwards and forwards through time. What do you think of the ship room as far as puzzles go?
0: I like the ship room a lot. It's one of my favorite rooms in the game, to be honest.
1: I love the ship model. It felt very much like the first game. It felt like a puzzle box and needing to find the other elements because they're lit up as they become available in the model. And because the game shows that to you, I did appreciate that. I did have a little problem with the first chest. I had a couple problems. So one is that there were things not actually in the chest. We had to get one puzzle piece from the support pillar behind it. Yes. Yeah. We also had this ship moving puzzle in it like where that. we had to follow where the ship went trying to get the, I guess, trying to get the artifact. I like that, except I did find it to be a bit difficult to understand what I was supposed to be doing. And there was one time where I actually, I would say a couple times in this one where at times I was able to click on things I was supposed to work with. And at other times it seemed like I just couldn't click on them. So then I moved on trying to find something else, and I'm not sure if it was a bug that I had in my version, if I wasn't patient enough, but that did really irritate me.
0: Yeah, for the 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 chest puzzle with the ship, you have to, before you can click on the map, you need to do something else first. And you can get the story, and you can read the story, and you know exactly, okay, two squares west, one square north, but you need to actually push a button or something like that before the map will do something. You need to solve
1: a little extra puzzle first. There's one where you have to move tiny pieces out of the way so that you can, I think, get another piece out. That's the one that really got me because I had clicked on that area, but it didn't zoom in, so I had assumed it wasn't anything. That's part of the problem of having game be so big is that it's hard to know what am I actually looking for. And even when I did find it, even when I did go into it, it was really kind of tricky to move with the mouse. I didn't like that.
0: I found that a lot, and I'm just going to say this now because I might forget it later. One of the major downfalls of this on a PC using a keyboard and mouse is the controls are not intuitive at all as they are on mobile. I found myself a lot of times exiting out of the inventory and then clicking on the eyepiece. So it's like, okay, it's not not the end of the world, but it happened a lot. A lot of times I was doing that. Also, uh, things like opening cabinets with the mouse and you're just like, awkward, you know? And on the, on the thing, you just like, tap. And it, it's so smooth and perfect. All the movements are very fluid. This was really kind of janky, you know? It, was, it wasn't good. So I, yeah, I understand what you're talking about, for sure.
1: I found that a number of times. I like the idea of this puzzle. One of the problems, though, is to get into the chest itself. Like, the top layer of the chest, once you're inside, It's essentially just moving pieces around. That doesn't really feel like a puzzle to me. And it's more a hidden object than it is a puzzle, I guess. You're just trying to find where the puzzle is. Yeah. Where's the lock, basically? Yeah. Yeah. Where's the lock? I have the key. Yeah. And that isn't quite as interesting. And I felt there were a lot of those moments in this game as a whole. But particularly, I felt in this level, there was a lot of just touch this and just touch that. I also found, because I was having trouble, that there were a number of times in this game in particular where their hint system wasn't very good. It seemed to be three clues. One was incredibly vague and unhelpful. One basically told you what you probably already knew. And the third one told you the answer. (laughs) So I very quickly had to stop using the hint system. Whereas I felt in the first game, the hint system was much better organized. Yeah, I mean, yeah. yeah. Say, like, I, I was going to go more of that, but I think that that's pretty much it. Like, it just felt much better organized in the first one. In the first one, it was almost like someone was watching
0: you play. I felt that too. It was almost like they they saw where you were getting stuck, and they're like, oh, you know, have you ch- checked? You, you looked at this earlier, but you should try and look there again because you've missed something there, you know? And this is like, yeah, exactly. It's like, you need to do something in this room. That's the, <laughs> like clue number one. By the end, it's just like, okay, here you go. Do this, open this, you're done
1: we get to open another table, essentially, of puzzles. And this one is all-around weights.
0: This puzzle was good, but
1: hard for me. I remember,
0: because I don't want to judge this on my playthrough on the PC, I want to try and remember back to when when I first played this. This puzzle got me big time, because if you miss something in this, which is very easy to miss, you'd be stuck for hours. I was stuck for hours on this one.
1: There's also the issue of the weights being different shapes. And one in particular really irritated me because you can't tell the size of the weight just by looking at it in your inventory. And there was one that I think was a hexagon, but that wasn't the right one for the hexagon shape. You had to adjust it. Mm. Later, you get another one to make it a hexagon shape. That just feels completely unfair. (laughs) Here's the one that you should have, but it's not the right one. And they played that card twice. And I thought that was a bit too much. Yeah, because even with that one, you have to
0: unscrew the top of one of them off and use that as a weight itself. It wasn't so much that. I found that fine because basically, you know, you're trained. Like, as soon as you pick something up, you check it in the inventory. And then as soon as you can move something around, it doesn't get to be moved back. So once it's locked in place, you're like, okay, well, I don't know what I've done, but this is important.
1: I think we were trained that in the first game. I don't feel like we were trained as well for that in Probably. the second game. yeah. So, again, as a standalone game, I think that that probably would be considered a weakness. Yeah. They should have given us more early on to explain that. Right. And the problem for
0: me in that one was not really the weights. It was the discs. Finding those discs was a pain, man. Like, especially the one that's inside the circular slot where, you, where you're where you doing the ro- I rotation I used the hint thing. for
1: that one because I couldn't find out. That's
0: where, that was where I got stuck. And I was like, okay, okay, it's not here. And because you can divide your attention between three areas in this room, Okay, it must be on on the ship. I've missed something on the ship. Go back to the ship. It's not the ship. Okay, it's something in the box. No, I've done the box. It's on the pillar. Actually, no, there's four areas in this, yeah, including the pillar. It's on the pillar. It's not on the pillar. Okay, back to the weights table. I search for a long, long, long time. And then, oh, it's behind a hidden panel inside that thing where I already picked something up from. Hmm, shame on me.
1: We are given another couple notes here. So one talks about... The artifact not being completely lost because the ship that they're chasing got shipwrecked, I guess, on some rocks. And we got another AS Note, which questions whether we are explorers or if we are prisoners, because we don't know where we're going next. And we don't. <laughs> yeah. It's a bit like Quantum Leap. We're just jumping wherever the symbol takes us. Yeah.
0: I did like this room as well because I've been playing a lot of the Obra Dinn recently and when I got when I played this on PC, it's just like oh, I'm just seeing the Oberdin everywhere now. It was it's almost the same ship and everything. Just of course, it's a boat is a boat. But yeah, it was really weird. I've been seeing that game in my sleep, man. I've been dreaming about it. I've been playing it so much.
1: I will say, I think this room is probably, in my opinion, the best looking room. I think the ship model. I love that that is the puzzle box. I love that there's a lot working with that one. I think as a whole, this is the best thematic probably best puzzles of the room. It's a bit sad that this is room one and we have to do the other four. I like it, but I think at this point I was hoping that things would only get better as I felt in the first game they kind of just kept getting more and more interesting. Probably not the case here.
0: At least there's one more good room. That Well, my favorite room is later.
1: Okay, well, we'll talk about that. So let's get into the next room. Mm -hmm. Room two of room two. So... (laughs) This is the Egypt room. This is probably one of my least favorite rooms. Let's talk about the room as a whole. So we've got a relief statue or relief sculpture on the wall with a giant hole in it and a crossbow. And I love the fact that I used a hint and it basically told me to shoot the crossbow bolt through the eye, which I already knew even just looking at the room. (laughs) But of course, the crossbow is not in one piece. You have to find the different pieces to put it together. There is a broken mirror that we have to use to teleport between two different puzzle boxes. And there is a section of wall that is windowed off or kind of windowed off. And you can see things just beyond it, but you can't really react to it. Things that I do like about this room. I like the fact that there were hidden sections to the wall that would kind of swing around or open. I did like that. The fact that you're setting it in Egypt is already kind of a win for me. I do like that. But as a whole, I felt like this room had some real problems. So what did you think about this room?
0: I loved, really loved the little kind of, I don't know what to call it. The Aladdin Palace, the Arabian Knights place, the Prince of Persia Palace, where you could use your eyepiece and you could move through the inside of the dollhouse. That was pretty cool. That was new for me. That was something like oh, they've done something new now. That's really cool. I like that. And to be honest, that was it for me. They never scaffold you to drag the mouse or to use your finger to wipe down the dust thing. So finding that dust puzzle took me a very, very long time.
1: That was another hint that I essentially just, I think the second one said, oh, that block on the floor looks awfully dusty or something. <laughs> yeah. went, oh, okay. <laughs> I don't even know what the third hint would have been. It would have just said, I don't know, it would have highlighted it and said, yeah. look, Touch the same.
0: Yeah, exactly. And it's the only time you use it in the game, and it's the only time you've used it in this series so far. I don't know. Maybe they were just trying something new. Oh, let's let's do that. It'll work on mobile. That's exactly what it is. It'll work on mobile because you can use your finger to dust it off. Fair enough. I like that. Like I said, I like that palace. I like going inside it. I like the idea of the mirror. Like, you look into the mirror, and then you see the reflection is different, I guess, is like what they're going for, and then
1: there's a different set of puzzles
0: to be solved.
1: I do like it. However, this is my biggest complaint of this room is the fact that it is a very awkward back and forth to go between the two different puzzle boxes. I like the idea of there being two puzzle boxes and you needing to go back and forth to get the answers, but having to go to the mirror and reset the code every time was incredibly irritating. If you're gonna have this kind of mechanic, have it be automatic once I've solved the puzzle once. There's no need for me to have to solve it every time
0: exactly exactly what i really didn't understand is who set this up so that you have to attach a hammer to a piece of wood to break through the wall and after it's solved who reset that <laughs> who reset that puzzle for us
1: clearly as is resetting every puzzle for us that was a really weird puzzle
0: i mean i like putting the skull on the thing because i had no idea what went on there and I liked having the skull on there and then the skull gets busted open, but... but
1: well, that means I need to get a new skull every time.
0: Yeah, <laughs> a new skull every time, too. Yeah, this room
1: was just bizarre, man. It, w- it didn't make a lot of sense. Well, the whole thing doesn't make a lot of sense if we're to believe that we're following AS and AS has already solved all these puzzles. Because really, we should just be able to walk through all of them. Who would be resetting it? If you start thinking about that, then the whole game falls apart. The whole story element of it falls apart. For me... The crossbow was also an issue. Aiming the crossbow was incredibly awkward and it seemed like it would be easy, but it wasn't. Everything felt backwards and even with the controls being backwards, once it's set up in the sights, it shouldn't fall very far short every time, Yeah, which happened twice because you have to use it for the eye in the wall and you also have to use it for the sandbag. And both times... It just felt like the bolt was hitting areas it shouldn't be because it was nowhere in my sight, you know? Yeah. Um I'm just aiming at an empty hole in the wall to hit a sandbag. <laughs> it's not like I'm doing surgery here. Yeah, But it was hitting, I don't know, the metal pole or something. It just constantly was not hitting what it was supposed to be hitting. And I found that incredibly frustrating. So I like the look of this room. I do like the puzzle boxes and having the two different puzzle boxes. But everything about this room just felt like it was one step too clunky to really be fun. And I kind of commented that to you online. And you told me you've got to get into the next room because you don't want to leave this kind of bad taste <laughs> in your mouth. So we did kind of jump to the next one. Uh, just before we go from here, the note in this one basically says either you're as lost as I am or you have forsaken me, which I find a bit. Impatient, I guess I would say. The thing is, AS has said that we're a bit lost and we don't seem to be in control of where we're going. So why would you expect us to have any more control over this than what you have? (laughs) If we could control where we were going, we'd obviously skip all these puzzles and go straight to wherever you are. But we can't.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. He's not a very patient man, that's for sure.
1: In this room, because it's ancient Egypt, instead of getting Journals about pirates were given scrolls about prophecy. And again, talking about this amazing artifact of power, which, as you said, we will find out is the Null in the future, though I think that's not the best name for it, but maybe we'll get to that later. Was there anything else about this room that you wanted to talk about? Nope, let's get out of it. So that takes us to... Well, it takes us to the kind of elephant in the room. Why... I would love it if there was an elephant in
0: the room. Um, Why... The Cthulhu tentacle kind of monster thing between doors. Like, what's going on there? What did you think was happening?
1: Like, that's basically all I thought. I thought it just must be some sort of magical portal.
0: Right. Okay. I think that's all I could come up with is like, yeah, you're like kind of appeasing. Like, if there's someone that's maybe resetting the rooms, I guess maybe it's this kind of interdimensional being. And so once you solve it and he's like, yeah, you're smart. You can go on. And then, here, I'll open the door for you. <laughs> this,
1: this, this is so dumb. I think when it comes to this game, the whole story starts to fall apart. Wait, the more t- wait I until I you
0: see the end of three. <laughs> uh,
1: but that's the thing. It's my belief that this game is not the kind of game that you play for story. And the more I played it, the more I felt that that must be the case. I wanted there to be more. I wanted there to be more that was logical, but it it wasn't quite there. Let's talk about the seance room. So yay! (laughs) I do really like this room. I do feel, again, there were a few problems with the room that kind of bothered me in a way that probably more than, than they should have. Some serious control issues in this room as well. I think that that's probably what I'm leaning towards most. But there's a letter. In this one, well, there are a couple letters we're going to find. Let me just talk about those. So there's a letter basically saying that Margaret is a huckster and she's going to be sued or something like that. There's another one where she is writing a letter to somebody else saying, I've got this great job. You definitely want to join in on it. And... There's an A.S. letter basically saying, if I trapped you here, I have redemption. I have the key to this place. So here we go. Mm -hmm. This room, there is the seance table with some cards on it. There is a camera. There's a roll top desk. And there is a cabinet. Very quickly, you find the part of a photograph. But forever, you won't be able to get into the actual cabinet where you can see where it belongs. What do you like so much about this room? Because you said this is one of your favorites, right? It's probably
0: my favorite in the game to be honest yeah i liked well what i didn't like was the darkness of this room on pc i had to crank my brightness up to 10 on this because there's a point on the desk where you're looking the drawer puzzle where you have got to pull the drawers out and you've got the symbols with the roman numerals i couldn't even see it and so it's probably even playing right now on the video there it is there (laughs) that's me doing the brightness up right now
1: you're gonna you're gonna turn the brightness down and then turn it up for the video (laughs)
0: I did. I did it when I, when I was recording. it. I've recorded this. Oh yeah. Okay. So yeah, I had I had to increase the brightness because I just could not read that that symbol. I like the vibe of this room just in general, man. I like communicating with like the dead, and then the the bell rings and that box and stuff. I really like the camera, although it is kind of dumb that you have to look through it to open the the drawer for some reason because you're looking at that drawer and like there's gonna be a secret key compartment or a secret button. No, you just look through the lens.
1: That is one of my biggest complaints. Another problem is the fact that the desk, for some reason, when I played it, I was able to click inside of it, meaning I was able to get into one of the puzzles without actually opening the desk. Really? Yes. So I was incredibly confused. Oh man, yeah. Because I got a piece before I was supposed to get it, (laughs) and then the hint system was useless because it jumped ahead to a part I didn't actually have yet.
0: Oh wow, yeah, that's interesting.
1: So that got very confusing, so I had no idea what I was doing for quite a while. I was stumbling around this room very perplexed because it was telling me to do something I couldn't do. I couldn't click in to see the other side of the puzzles, so for all I knew, this was the only puzzle in the desk. So I got very, very confused by that. And so this whole room, I think, got a bit of a bad taste at the beginning for me because of that, because that happened very early on. I hadn't even solved the camera yet, and I got in this puzzle. I like looking at the picture and something appears. I think that that's pretty cool. I like the typewriter. I do like the typewriter. I love the way it looks. I like the way it kind of feels as you're using it. It's like a Ouija board typewriter almost. It's pretty cool. Though I will say the first puzzle, I didn't understand what it was trying to tell me. And I'm not sure if that was just me being tired or not thinking things through. It got to the point where I think I ended up looking up a walkthrough for that first puzzle. And then once I realized what was going on, oh, the message is giving me the clue for the cards. Because there was something odd about the first one. Some of the words they used didn't match up the words on the card. There was something odd about it that didn't seem to quite click. And I went, what's the point of this? I was being very obstinate and saying, how dare they? This (laughs) puzzle is stupid. What, do I just have to put in the three cards at random? No, no. It's been given to me. It has been given to me. I just didn't see it. And so once I put that together, then it just became easy. But I like the typewriter. I like the connection to the cards once I figured it out. The drawer puzzle I thought was pretty good, but there was one of them I think that I had a lot of trouble finding. Yeah. Other than that, I like this room. I think the ending of this room is brilliant. Yeah. That's
0: one of my favorite parts of this room.
1: So again, I think that this thematically has a very good thing. It's talking to the dead. And then what do we get at the end? But a corpse. Mm. And that is AS. Yeah. As far as I can tell. Yeah. I'm assuming so. And that's where we get the key and then we get into the watch. Mm. And once we get into the watch, then we can move on. So I do like it. I do find at times. It didn't feel intuitive, and maybe there was a bit too much going on, but this was a pretty good room. Yeah, yeah. Next is the most pointless part of the entire game. I do not understand why they even bothered to have this. We appear on a boat, a small boat. We essentially have to look off to the side, get a crank handle. And a little jump scare. Is there a jump scare? What was it? A little
0: bit. The tentacle kind of rises out of the water.
1: I probably wasn't even paying attention. (laughs) You basically put the handle in the slot and crank yourself to shore, and then you walk inside. Yay!
0: <laughs> room completed.
1: Well done. This <laughs> this is the level of room you would give me. Be like, there you go.
0: I, I loved your text to me. You're Like, wow, that was really hard.
1: <laughs> what a hard room.
0: But then, but when I replied to you, I was like, yeah, this is them moving away from the room one and putting in more kind of. Cutscenes, I suppose, moving parts, adding a little bit of depth to the story, and like really showcasing, like, hey, the mobile platform isn't just garbage and in-app purchases and waiting for your crystals to replenish so you can play the game a little bit more. Here's a mist-like kind of game that looks good and is great to control. They're really showcasing what they can do with with the mobile platform, I think, but.
1: I think they it, could have done more than, than that, though.
0: I mean, should they have said, oh, yeah, that's level four, guys, thanks. Maybe some intern work to that. He's like, I made this, made this <laughs> boat. <laughs> All right, we'll throw it, throw it in the game. We're just throwing anything in anyway, so I don't know. But, yeah, it was, it was fun. I mean,
1: it looks fine, but that looks crazy. there's just nothing to it. There's no real puzzle. There's no real playthrough. It may as well have just been a cutscene. Yes, which essentially it is. I mean, but, yeah, don't call it level four. Exactly. <laughs> Exactly. This leads us into The Lab. The Lab is not my favourite room. The Lab really reminded me of, okay
0: here's a question. Here's I haven't asked you this yet what game did the, did the Lab remind you of? Like a game that we've played Yeah, that's not a small list. Together.
1: It's probably going to remind you of Last Will?
0: Yeah. Okay. Reminded me a lot of Last Will especially at the end with the, the heart beating and stuff This game really reminded me of Last Will a lot. Or rather, Last Will reminded, reminded me you of this, of this yeah. game yeah, the, the lab is... It's interesting. It's got a lot of stuff to do. There's
1: so much moving around, though, in this place. And one thing you sent me a message about is you were very irritated. There was a whole section we couldn't touch.
0: Yeah, I should actually go back to my mobile and see if that area is actually in the mobile game. I don't think it is. Because in this game...
1: It seems like every table you can touch except the one off in the corner. If
0: there's, in the, if there's something in this game, it's there for a reason. And it was just, like, dead area. It was just, like, something you couldn't touch. And I don't know why they put it in, because they'd done so well just darkening parts of the room that you couldn't get into. Like, why not just have that part in shadow like you've done before? Why are you including this quite complex-looking, well-rendered art part for this room that you can't get to? Uh, I didn't understand that, really. But I like the laser puzzles.
1: Did you? I don't know. Something about this room just didn't really work for me. I
0: like the battery puzzle, like charging the batteries and stuff.
1: I liked it once. Didn't really like doing it twice, especially when it breaks the second time. (laughs) I just felt like this room, more than the others, was too spread out and not enough in any one area to really be interesting. There's a point where you get two symbols... And you have to use that weird molten black disc. Straight out of Riven. Everything, everything's been used before. That was a good look, but it wasn't really an interesting puzzle. And that was one of the worst mechanics in the game because I found moving the dials, which should be the easiest thing in the world, was incredibly difficult. I couldn't get the dial to go all the way around the circle at times. And the puzzle itself, once you put the numbers all in order... I don't really need to check it out. This is not a really good kind of decoder ring style puzzle because the numbers are all in order. So what's the point? There seem to be a lot more hidden object to this room than really puzzle. Well, I mean, I guess the point is once you get the second part of the slider,
0: then you get the key. That's the only thing that I can see. The key pops out of it, doesn't it? I like the story of this room. I like the idea. Like this is where the story is actually pretty cool. So it's obviously this guy trying to save his dying wife. This does get built on throughout all of the games, even part one touches on this, part two, obviously, here we are. Part three goes into more detail. Old Sins, which is the next game after, even more uh, story-wise about that. But I like this, it's like, you've got the artifact, it's very powerful, you can bring back the dead, almost.
1: But there's sacrifice necessary. Yes. And A.S. has left us a note here. So again, it seems a bit weird if A.S. was in the other room and dead, but I guess time has no meaning. So the question is, is the soul the root of the null? And if so, do you have to give it one in order to get it to work? So yeah, I think that that is an interesting concept that they're bringing up, but it's not quite enough for me. It seems like they're bringing in a lot of interesting ideas, but not really giving us any sort of completion or any sort of follow through. But this is me having only played the first two games. Maybe we get more of that in the third game. Ah, but it should be self-contained. You shouldn't need to pick up the third game to get a good story out of the second. I feel like we get puzzle boxes and mystery boxes. And unfortunately, most of the story is just mystery box and nothing is really explained. Like you said, why are there weird Cthulhu tentacle things in the in-between cutscenes, in the rooms that take us from place to place? We don't know. The ending as well. I don't know. I I guess Mm -hmm. I should save that for when we actually get to the ending, though. I don't understand this room, though, at times, why finding those bugs and putting them in the right place seems to do anything at all. Are there magnets in the bugs that are somehow triggering something to open up? I do like the drawer puzzle, how you Mm. can open it, close it, and it becomes a different drawer. I like the idea of the battery, but doing it twice and having a break was really irritating to me. The laser thing, I like the look of it more than I actually like playing it. It didn't really... Again, here's the thing. It wasn't a challenge. Yeah. The only challenge seemed to be around the mechanics and getting it to actually work the way it was supposed to. I think that is probably where... This game, to me, wasn't quite as much fun as the first one. I felt like the first one was much more puzzle-oriented, and especially by this one, I feel it's much more just hidden object. I like hidden object games, but not as much as I like interesting puzzles. And I feel like we're gearing more towards hidden objects in this. What can you find? Then, ooh, here's a clever puzzle. There are no puzzles
0: in this level, pretty much. Like, there's nothing to solve. It's a treasure hunt. It's go to here, unlock that, get to the next next point on the map. Okay, unlock that, get to the next point, And you're just chasing this laser around a room. You know where it's got to go. You're just like, okay, now how do I open up that? Yeah, there's, there's really nothing to this room
1: at all. There was also a weird jar I had to open. Mm. It's not the fuse. Yeah, I remember. I think it is the fuse, actually. Is it the fuse? I think it is the fuse. It's something that should not be in that jar, <laughs> but it is. When you finish your Beetle collection, you get a new lens, which... I do appreciate, okay, here we get a new lens, and then like you said before, you look at the walls and there's just stuff all over the place. Now you have to find the few bits of information you need out of this crazy giant math problem it looks like. So I do like that, and that kind of leads us to our end. It's again looking for that shape though. Like throughout the whole thing, it's make that shape, make that shape, make that shape. Is it the shape of the null? Is that how it's represented?
0: I don't know, because I thought the, the null was the symbol from the first game. And it's not, like you said, it's not the same symbol. That's where I get confused. I think they're just runes, man. They're just special, sacred symbols of whatever weird god this thing belongs to.
1: I will say this, though. There was the one point where you actually get to see it in a much more solid form or whatever. And it looked to me as though it was a cube with two doors. Okay which I think is a pretty good symbol for what's going on in this game. You are entering a door in one area, but the door comes out a totally different part of the cube. If that's what they're going for, I think that at least that symbol is very good to represent what's going on. Whereas the first game, I don't know what that symbol was <laughs> supposed to be. <laughs> Again, maybe it just wasn't shown in a way that clicked in my brain as to what it was supposed to be. And maybe I'm adding a lot of meaning to the symbol and maybe it's very random. I don't know. Fireproof games are writing down
0: right now. Like, yeah, that's exactly what it means. We'll put that in the next game.
1: <laughs> Go right ahead. We put together that lens. We create the shape. And then we're kicked out of the mansion.
0: Nice cutscene. Again, really cool. For I wasn't expecting that. You're back in the house. Or you're in the, you're in the mansion in real time, in real life. And you're being attacked by tentacles. Not in that way. Get your head out of the gutter. Come on.
1: <laughs> the house gets destroyed, though, right? Yeah, yeah. It blows
0: up. There's a big greenish glow to it. The roof blows off. That was really impressive when I played that on mobile. Was, again, here's what we can do with the with the mobile platform, you know? Cutscenes. Pretty cool. I really... I liked it. And I liked having a solid ending rather than, rather than the ending we got from the first one, which was essentially nothing.
1: <laughs> it was essentially, come back for The Room too.
0: Yeah, yeah. But... Yeah, lots of unanswered questions.
1: I felt like the ending to the first one was actually getting that extra room. Right. And we didn't really get that this time. And I didn't really get that feeling. So, whereas the first time I felt like I got one more level than I thought I was going to get, this time I felt like I got... A cutscene. Yeah. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) Actually, two because of the boat level. The boat level, yeah. (laughs) Not the big ship level, the crank myself to the lighthouse level. Yeah. So here we are at the ending, what does it mean? You mentioned Cthulhu kind of stuff before, perhaps there's some sort of magic that is allowing us to transport, maybe the creature is involved, and the creature doesn't want us to be anymore, and that's why it destroys the house. We're essentially following A.S. around, but we don't really know why. It's not to save him. If that's his corpse, it's not to save him.
0: Or maybe it was, but we find out he's dead, or something like that, I've got no idea. I mean... The way that I saw it was, like, this is definitely some kind of Cthulhu magical alien that can bend space and time. And this is maybe part of its essence, or its heart, or something like that, or some part of its body that we've found. It's been known throughout history. People have been looking for it. This is probably the only one that exists on Earth. That's why it's so special and sought after. What that does is... Well, it has many uses. That's why there's scientists studying it, using it to bring back, like, animate. You know, there's the part where you see the, the hand moving. It's powering a severed arm and stuff like that. It's got weird magical powers. No one really knows what it does. I think that's the main point. We're messing with stuff we don't understand. But everybody wants it. And one of the problems is maybe once you touch it or something like that, you get sucked into this weird dimension. But I don't understand why the tentacle monster kind of opens doors for you lets you pass, and then at the end tries to
1: kill you. (laughs) Like,
0: here, solve this. Oh, you did that. Good. Here's an extra. Oh, you did that. Good. Here's an extra. Oh, you solved that one. Bad. Now you die.
1: I don't understand the story of this. I feel like it's a bit kind of all over the place. We don't seem to be going in order of time. We don't seem to have a clear purpose as a character for why we're doing what we're doing. I guess we do somewhat in the fact that we're already stuck in the room in this one, but you don't really know that. There's a part of me that feels like they needed to have a cutscene at the beginning as well to show us going into the room and being sucked into this kind of other world and being trapped. I agree. That's that's definitely what's missing. Is They've got this ending, but they've got no beginning Yeah. I suppose you get that if you played the first one. But even still, I feel like something is kind of missing here.
0: Because in the first one, it's just like, oh, your uncle sent you this weird box. And like, you know, try and open it and you just go through, you peel back the layers and you get to the the center of it and it's amazing. And curiosity
1: just kind of brings you through.
0: Yeah, maybe just simple works, man.
1: Perhaps. I think in this case, I think that there is a point where simple might be better than not done well. right? Something that we've talked before about on the, I think the episode of Cube that we talked about, where there is simple versus
0: just not good. Simple versus (laughs)
1: hypercube. I feel like there's something more that we should say, but I'm not really sure what to say. I feel like some of the puzzles were good. Some of the puzzles weren't. Hidden objects seem to take precedence in this game over interesting puzzle or even interesting puzzle box. I still liked it, but it wasn't the first one. It wasn't the same. Yeah.
0: What I will say is, and this is no spoilers for the third one, but in the third one, they take it to the next level and it's really a lot more free roaming. But I think they kind of like... Look at one, look at two, look at the mistakes they made with two, and like, right, let's not do that again. They're definitely gunning for this free-roaming kind of mist-like puzzle adventure. And they pull it off pretty well on the third one, I've got to be honest. I really like the third one. But yeah, two is just, yeah, I feel like I, I, I'm the same as you. I feel like there's something I'm missing to say here. That Maybe that's how I feel about this game. It's like, it's just a little bit empty,
1: you know? I think as far as quality of game, they still do a very good job. Looks were- great. There are a few areas, and I don't mean like whole rooms, but there are a few puzzles where the mechanics are really awful. There's something wrong. And I think that perhaps that came from porting it from mobile to PC. I will continue to play their games. I definitely will. But the story, they added more and it felt worse. They allowed me to roam a bit more and it felt a bit worse. I'm very curious to see what the room three will look like. Gaps filled and more gaps created. Next time.
0: Five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. I've got ten pages now.
1: i can not gonna be able to finish
0: this. Well, let's just try.
1: <laughs> Today we're gonna to be talking about a movie called Synecdoche New York. This is a Charlie Kaufman film, not just written but also directed. You like this movie. Yeah,
0: I love this movie, and you know why.
1: (laughs) I'm not sure I do, because to be honest, I'm not a big fan. And I've told you that, and that's about as much as I've told you, because I didn't want to get into it. I wanted to save it for now. But here's the problem. The first 30 seconds of a one-minute trailer were talking about the other films that he had written. (laughs) Uh. The user... Gets a lower point than a supercritic or whatever. peasants. (laughs) I'll remember at the end. Anyway. (laughs) Remember at the end. (laughs) Far into the spoiler section. All this and more on the next episode of Filling in the Gaps.